Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the 20th chapter of 2 Chronicles. This is a word that I think is really, really imperative for us today. So much so that I actually uh, sat down yesterday. Today is actually Sunday, January the 17th, 2021. And I just feel like, felt like I was supposed to go through this entire thing in one sitting, uh, particularly for uh, this coming week and the events that may be taking place. And so if you want to hear the overall thing, you can go to my website, and it's at the top of the page right there, and uh, you'll see Second Chronicles 20, something like that. We're going to continue going through here uh, step by step by step, and probably at the end of all this, I will uh, post it. I think it's like 23 minutes long, so I actually sped through it and didn't you know, take our time like we do right here. Uh, but you'll get the overall gist of what's being said in this passage. It is so important for us. So that's just my webpage. It's dalemore.tv, D-A-L-E-M-O-R. M-O-O-R-E dot TV, <laughs> two O's in it. And you'll see it at the top of the page. You'll also see a place there if you feel like God's moving to, upon you to help us in these times and to uh, support this time. There's a Patreon link there. You can click on there, and, and it's uh, self-explanatory. So we've looked at the first four verses here, Second Chronicles 20. Let me go back and reread these, then we'll press on. Now, it came about after this that the sons of Ammon and the sons of Moab, together with some of the Minyanites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and reported to Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea out of Aram. And behold, they are in Hazazon Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Verse 3, Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. So we see what's going on, what's been happening here. They are seeking the help of the Lord because an enemy has come against them. Three separate enemies have joined forces together. Jehoshaphat was afraid. What was his response? He turned his attention. Literally means he set his face to seek the Lord. Folks, that is what we must do when times of fear come upon us, is set your face upon the Lord. Set your attention to seek the Lord. And then he proclaimed the fast. He was fasting. The people were fasting. And they gathered together. They came to Jerusalem from all around Judah. So now, verse 5. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. So Jehoshaphat, the king, he gathers there. And this is in the house of the Lord, the temple outside in the new court area. It's where the people would have been gathering. Now, not all of them would have fit in there, but it would have been full of the people, then the people would have been outside, just like we have today when people gather around the place. And so he stands in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem. And so here the king is before his people, and he is before his God, the house of the Lord. Verse 6, And Jehoshaphat said, so now he's going to start praying. And he prays here, I think it lasts from verse 6 to verse 13, something like that. He prays a prayer. And, uh, you know, trying to decide how to do it. We could read through the whole thing or we could come back and just, I'll tell you what, I think we'll just sort of take it a step at a time right here, okay? And then do a little synopsis. 
Here's the first thing that he prays. He says this, O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? The first thing that Jehoshaphat does is declare that he is the Lord. He says, O Lord. And then he declares that he is the Lord. He's the God of their forefathers. He says, O Lord, the God of our forefathers. So he's declaring that he's speaking to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses. Okay, He's acknowledging that, and he's calling him Lord. And in a couple of verses, you'll see why he's saying things this way. But he's just declaring, that, Lord, this is who you are. We are calling upon you, the God of our fathers. And then he asked the question out of that declaration, O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? Well, the unstated answer is that, yes, you are the God of the heavens. So he's declaring that he's Lord. He's declaring that he's the God of our fathers, God of our forefathers. As a matter of fact, you are the one that brought us forth. We'll see that more in the next verse or two. You are the one that created us as a people. Okay? You are the God of the heavens. Well, then he asked another question. And are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? So he asked this other question. Lord, are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Again, the unstated answer is that, yes, he is the ruler over all kingdoms of the nations. So Jehoshaphat before all the people, is declaring that the Lord is the Lord, is declaring that he's the God of all of our fathers, is declaring that he is the God of the heavens, is declaring that he's the ruler over all the kingdoms of the nation. Now, what's interesting is, if he's the ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations, then why are there these three nations out here gathering together against us, against your people, Lord? He doesn't say it that way, but he's going to get around to it. Verse 6 continues. Power and might are in your hand so that no one can stand against you. Now, the king wasn't trying to entrap God. Don't ever try that, okay? <laughs> he wasn't trying to trip him up. As a matter of fact, he's going to say some other things in the next couple of verses that remind God of some promises that God had made, that remind God of statements. And he wasn't going, uh, now, God, God, you know, you promised to do this, you promised to do this. No, he's saying this is what we stand upon. And that's what he's saying in this verse right here. He's standing upon the fact that you are Lord, that you're the God of our forefathers, that you are the one that created all the heavens. You're the God of the heavens, that you are the ruler of all of mankind, the kingdom of the nations. He's declaring that power and might are in the hand of the Most High God. And then he declares that no one can stand against you. This is how he starts. Is this not a great declaration? I think this is an extremely powerful way for us to pray and be reminded when we're facing enemies that are coming against us. All of us have things like that, things that go up and things that go down, things that resist us, you know. Sometimes they're just little matters, personal things. Sometimes they're serious personal matters. Sometimes they're community matters. Sometimes they're matters of entire nations and of entire global concerns. That's where we're facing a lot of things today. We need to pray this way, and we need to be reminded of these things, that the Lord is a ruler of all mankind and that all power and might is in his hand. So if he's acknowledging the king's acknowledgement before all the people, 
that all power and all might are in your hand so that no one stands against you. He's starting off from there, that default position, and bringing forth the matter at hand. What's the matter at hand? We have three armies that are joined together out here, and they're coming against us, and they are massive. Now, let me tell you what he's going to do. He's going to remind God of what God had told him in the past when they uh, inherited the promised land. And then he's going to remind God about the sanctuary right here. Okay, And he's going to remind them, uh, remind him of some things. And the bottom line is going to be this. He's going to tell God at the very end of his prayer something that's quite profound for a king, really anybody in leadership. He says this, they're coming against us and we don't know what to do. Normally, kings would never acknowledge we don't know what to do. But he said, they're coming against us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That's the way he ends his prayer. So we see him starting the prayer by declaring these great truths about God. And he's going to say a bunch of other things, which we'll cover in subsequent episodes. But I wanted you to see how he ended it, because he's ending it is very, very forthright. They're coming against us. We don't know what to do. And our eyes are upon you. May that be our station. And we'll see more about that station thing. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.